Alright, okay, okay, what's up, great buddies, all day talks facts right here, gonna spit some facts, like always, of course. Alright, this is my WWE Monday Night Raw review, and I just want to say thank you to you guys right here for 2,000 plays here on my podcast, I just checked that right now, legit just checked that right now, like a few seconds ago, so I want to thank you guys for 2,000 plays, you know, it wouldn't be possible without you guys, I'm pretty sure some people say that, but I truly mean that, thank you guys so much, you know, you guys do make this possible. You know, I do this for you guys. I also do it for myself, but, you know, I mostly do for you, do it for those who listen and who love my podcast, and I love all of you that have listened. Whether you love me or hate me, it is what it is. But I love you guys. Thank you guys for 2,000 plays. All right, so here we go. WWE Monday Night Raw Review. So we're off to a bad start with wrestling this week. You know, we have Raw last night. We got Dynamite tomorrow night. We got SmackDown Friday, and we got Survivor Series on Sunday night. The reason why we're off to a, we're off to a bad start to, with uh, wrestling this week because Monday Night Raw was bad. You know there were some parts I liked. Let's just say that right there, there were. But overall, if I had to like give this show like you know a bad, good, or really good, or really bad, or horrible, or dumpster fire, or amazing, I gotta say it was really bad. Or not really bad. Excuse me. It was bad. It w- it just was. It wasn't good at all. Like I said, it had its good parts. It had its good parts. Every show has its good parts. Even if a show is bad, it still has its good parts. That'll, you know, you'll, that'll have you entertained. But in my opinion, I thought this episode was bad. So let's jump right into it, obviously. All right. Just pulling it all up here for you guys. So the show started off with... The number one contender to the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre, who faced Randy Orton in the main event for the title later on in the show in our main event. You know, and you know, McIntyre was talking about how he, you know, he paid the visit to Roman Reigns on SmackDown. You know, and he said he's going to reclaim his WWE Championship, you know, against Randy Orton. Uh, but then we saw, like, you know, the, you know, Randy Orton. On the Titan Tron, this was kind of stupid in my opinion because he said like he got fined, you know, for putting his hands on Adam Pierce last week, and he was talking about he's been fined and everybody more than everybody like in the back, and that he's been suspended twice. I'm like, that's nothing to be proud of to be suspended because he got suspended for you know, you know, failing the wellness policy. That's nothing to be proud of right there. I don't know who wrote that right there. That's just that's bad writing. That's nothing to be proud of being suspended. That's just. Oh, okay, that's weird. I'm like, that's a good thing? That's an achievement? Uh, I don't think it is. I just don't think it is. Uh, but I digress. But then we did see Miz and Morrison come out, and they announced they'll be sitting, you know, quote-unquote front row to watch the WWE title very closely. We'll talk about how that doesn't happen later on. And Miz says by night's end, he will be laughing all the way to the bank. You know, and let me just say this right here, though. You know, I know I've kind of shitted on... Miz and Morrison just a little bit, you know, because I feel like, you know, Morrison should be more of a serious character and not, like, a comedy character, you know. Ever since they brought him back, you know, him and Miz did win the SmackDown Tag Team titles in Saudi Arabia back on February 27th of this year. It's like, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like he should be taken more seriously, in, in my opinion. That's just how I feel. That's just, that's just how I feel right there. I feel like he should be taken more seriously. That's just how I feel right there. I'm sure a lot of people may feel the same way. He's entertaining in a way, you know, with his comedy shit. You know, I'll be honest right there. I'll be honest, but... Eh, I, I just wish he would take... I wish he would, it was more serious for character. 
it was a pretty cool segment though to start off the show. It was kind of all over the place, you know, with McIntyre and Orton. Orton being proud of his achievements of being suspended and fined multiple times throughout his career. I'm like, I don't think that's an achievement, but whatever you say, Randy, you're the champ. You know what you're talking about. It is what it is, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> All right, so next we get to a six-women's tag team match right here between Asuka, the Royal Women's Champion, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke facing against the women's tag team champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, and Lana. This match was fucking terrible. We knew it was going to be terrible from the start. It's like, oh my god, it's hard to explain right here. This, this, not hard to explain, it's just hard to fathom right here how much screen time Lana's been getting. How, like, people really, how WWE really thinks that we like Lana. They keep throwing her out there and forcing her down our throats. I understand she's on the women's team for Monday Night Raw. I understand that. But she's so fucking horrible. She hasn't improved in the ring. Her mic skills are terrible. She was, she was great on the mic when she was, like I've mentioned plenty of times, I don't want to keep mentioning when she was the manager for Miro and when she had the Russian accent that's the only time she was great on the mic ever since you gave her like her normal voice and everything and letting her wrestle it's been a fucking dumpster fight I can't believe people in the past they wanted Lana and so did I everybody would say we want Lana and shit like that yeah people liked Lana in the past but now no because we realize that she can't even wrestle and she can't talk when she's not doing a Russian accent and being a manager like that she is fucking terrible she's a dumpster fire and this only continues to get worse. And this match was just terrible. And then now Mandy Rose officially got hurt during this match. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And it was basically like three on two right there. It was like a two on three handicap match in a way. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And oh my God, like fucking Shayna Baszler was, had Asuka like in the submission hold. And Lana tagged herself in. And fucking Asuka put her in the submission hold. And then she tapped out. And I was like, oh my fucking God, that was so bad. I felt like putting bleach in my fucking eyes that's how I felt with this match it was so bad and people people really people really just don't fucking get it they really don't I think WWE just doesn't fucking get it like they keep putting Lana out there they keep putting her in the spotlight she, oh, she she's just never good in the spotlight like I said she has no mic skills she has no wrestling skills like she doesn't have any of that she doesn't she's fucking terrible stop putting her out on TV just stop it already. After Survivor Series, just end this shit. I already know what they're going to do at Survivor Series. They're going to have her be the last surviving member, and she's going to wind up winning it all for the women's team on Monday Night Raw. That's what she's going to do. That's what she's going to do. And then they're going to give her a Raw women's title run in the future. Just wait on it. They're going to do that. That will kill That will kill the women's division. Just in general, in the WWE. Maybe not NXT, but... Well, uh, who knows? It'll kill the women's division. Having Lana as a champion? Absolutely not. Absolutely fucking not. Don't even think of doing that. That's one, that'd be one of the worst ideas in WWE history to make her champion. Please do not do that. That's going to be just as bad as having Santino Morella dressed up as a fucking woman and pretend to be Santino Morella as his quote-unquote sister and having him win the fucking women's battle royal at WrestleMania 25. Like, what the fuck? That was, that, was, that was such a slap in the face to the women in the back. Or even in that ring right there. It was such a slap in the face to those women right there that were in that battle royal. That broke 
barriers and broke their backs for the WWE and got treated like shit and a man fucking won that battle royal. Are you fucking kidding me? The disrespect is amazing. It really is. And it'll be a slap in the face to all women in the back. Oh, forget about, forget about Nia Jax because fuck her. It'll be a slap in the face to everybody except Nia Jax if Lana wins the Roman's title eventually in the future. It just is. It's like, wow, you didn't give Liv Morgan a title or Ruby Riot, or Bianca Belair or even give Shayna Baszler one of those main titles to get the NXT Women's title. Like, wow, it's a real slap in the face to all those women right there. It really is. Even Dana Brooke, you know, people say she's a horrible wrestler. I don't think she's a horrible wrestler. She's a horrible actor. She's got no mic skills at all, but she can wrestle. She can damn well wrestle in the ring. But mic skills, no, she's got none of that. She can't talk at all to save her life. She really can't. <laughs> but it's a slap in the face to all those women right there. It really is. It really, really is. If Lana becomes women's champion, Raw women's champion in the future, it really is. But then after the match, Shayna Baszler threw out of the ring, Nia Jax, ripping apart the announce table. I'm like, oh, here we go again for the ninth straight time. And Nia Jax was like a swerve because she's like, oh, you know... You show courage, and I respect that. Welcome to the team. And she walked away, and then we all knew it was going to happen. She grabbed her. Samoan dropped through the table for the ninth straight time. Shocker. So funny, Vince. Ha, 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 ha. Fucking garbage. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Just fucking terrible. All right, next part now. We've got a long way to talk about. Reckoning or no, I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna say their fucking names. I'm not gonna say their fucking stupid names right here. Mia Yim, Mia Yim attacked Dana Brooke backstage, and now officially we know Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are out for the Royal Women's Team at Survivor Series. Because Mandy Rose is legit hurt, thanks Nia Jax and Dana Brooke. I mean, I guess because they don't want they they they're you know they're a tag team, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, so it seemed kind of weird for them not to be on the same team right there. You know, it is what it is. So Mia Yim attacked her backstage and took her out. I'm not going to say their fucking stupid names of retribution. I'm not going to say T-Bar and Mason Slapjack and Reckoning. I'm not going to say that anymore. I'm going to just say, you know, Mia Yim, Shane Thorne, Dominic Drakovich, and D'Lo Madden. That's their fucking names. All right, so next we got to the Firefly Funhouse. This was fucking awesome. So Bray Wyatt wants a match against The Miz later. Just teach him some manners. It was fucking, this was so fucking funny, though. You know, a lot of people would think... A lot of people would think I don't like the Firefly Funhouse. People would think that. A lot of people would think that if they truly... But if you truly know me, if you truly know me in person, you know that I love Bray Wyatt and I love the Firefly Funhouse and I love The Fiend and I love Alexa Bliss being with Bray Wyatt now. No, I absolutely do. I love it. I've loved it from the start. Even though people, you know, who know me from on here probably think that I hate comedy wrestling. I could deal with some comedy. Like the Firefly Funhouse is an exception the new day the street profits all those are exceptions it's like when it's stupid comedy like you know with Nia Jax and Lana it's not funny it's just really dumb but you know but I I seriously do enjoy you know the Firefly Funhouse it was fun this one was really funny it really was (laughs) fucking when Bray Wyatt was doing like (laughs) it was like a spelling bee and spell the word jackass and it was funny, like, oh, can you use the word in a sentence? And fucking Abby the doll was like, oh, damn it. Like, damn it, just spell the word already, a jackass. And spelled it I, and spelled it M-I-Z, you know, with Miz. That, that was funny. Alexa Blitz, you know, especially adding her into there. 
it's been more entertaining ever since they added Alexa Bliss in there. Like, she completes, she completes Bray Wyatt. She definitely does. And I got a feeling Nikki Cross, like I mentioned before in a recent episode, I believe Nikki Cross is going to join them too. And she might become Sister Abigail. That's just how I feel. But no, this was funny. No, this was really funny. It really was. So later on, we know it's going to be Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. And I can't wait to talk about that, though. That's one of my favorite parts of the show. So we saw the Hurt Business come out. Getting ready for the Raw Tag Team Championship match. You know, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin of the Hurt Business facing Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, the Raw Tag Team Champions, the New Day. Shelton Benjamin actually screwed up right there. He actually had a botch on his promo. He said the street profit, uh, the street profits. That's what he said right there. So he screwed up a little bit. We kind of knew the way he was talking. I started off, I'm like, oh, he's gonna box something. I just could feel it. But you know, Bobby, um, fucking MVP, bringing up like how Bobby Lashley's gonna destroy Sami Zayn, like he's mentioned the last few weeks. I'm like, yeah, we get an MVP. We know Bobby's gonna destroy him. Okay. <laughs> but <clears throat> um. We do get to the match. We'll get to the match in a second. We know Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, the Raw Tag Team Champions, the New Day came out. And Kofi told the Hurt Business they should rename themselves to the Jerk Business because they're a bunch of jerks. I'm like, okay. I was like, I thought maybe he said, I thought maybe he was going to say Jerk Off, but no, he didn't say that. I was like, the Jerk Business? I'm like, is that supposed to mean Jerk Off? Like, I don't get it. It wasn't funny. I was like, what the fuck was that? This, this segment in general was cringy. I was like, um, what are they doing right here? You're, like, just wasting a lot of time. You're just wasting time right here. Like, you're just stalling. Like, this was a stupid segment. It didn't have to happen. It really didn't have to happen. So we get to the match now for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships between the New Day and the Hurt Business right here. And this was in a fucking amazing match. Cedric Alexander was the NV-fucking-P of this match. He was awesome. And I've spoken very highly of Cedric Alexander. Maybe being in the Hurt Business is definitely going to elevate his career. Hopefully it does. Because this kid right here should be a future world champion. He's gotten better with his promos. His ring skill is undeniably one of the best in the WWE. Easily one of the best. He's got one of the best finishers in the WWE with a lumbar check. That's one of my favorite finishers in the WWE or just in wrestling in general right now. It's an awesome finish. He's good. He is really good. And now he's got he's got the full package right there. He's great on promos now. He's great in the ring. There you go. What else more do you need from him? Just give him a championship in the future. Even if it's just the Raw Tag Team Championships or any Tag Team Champs right now. You know, it is what it is. But he was awesome in this match. He was fucking going off. Like, legit. He was just... I loved him in this match. He was the envy fucking P. He just was. He just went off. Flying around the ring. He was like, he was hitting some dangerous spots right there. I was like, Jesus. He was good. Just like how Sammy Guevara was the MVP of his tag team match a couple weeks ago. Cedric Alexander was definitely MVP in this match. Those are two future stars in this business. Cedric Alexander and Sammy Guevara. Imagine that match. That would be a great fucking match. Hopefully, maybe somewhere, maybe somewhere in a different universe it's already happened. But that would be awesome. That match would be great. That's a pay-per-view caliber match right there. That would be a great match to watch. But, sadly right here, the New Day 
Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston retain the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. I really wanted Cedric and Shelton of the Hurt Business to win. I was really pulling to see a Hurt Business Street Profits angle. Maybe not yet. Well, we kind of seen that a little bit before when it was like just MVP and Bobby Lashley, like when like when they were when the Street Profits were helping Drew McIntyre for a little bit. You know, I mean, we'll see what happens though. I mean, I kind of wanted to really just see that happen, but. It is what it is. Great match. Those matches are awesome. This was like the this was definitely the best match of the night. Definitely match of the night. It was great. It lived up to expectations. It was a great match. Cedric Alexander, I think he proved a lot in this match right here. He was just on fire. Legit. Like awesome. A lot of props to him. You know, even though they lost, they still won in a way. Cause Cedric, I think he opened up a lot of eyes backstage and hopefully he did. Because I remember Vince McMahon was talking about, or like there was a report on Vince McMahon talking about like he wasn't like interested in Cedric Alexander and he just, he's not going to push him or whatever or some shit like that like last year. Well, things are different now. And I'm happy. I'm happy for him. I really am. All right, next part. We saw Sheamus and Drew McIntyre backstage and Sheamus gave Drew McIntyre a box that he knows is dear to his heart. It was Drew's old gear, his old ring gear, and a sword. Now, and we'll see Drew's entrance later on. We'll talk about that. That was awesome right there. That was really cool. And I just love what they're doing with McIntyre and Sheamus. I definitely think they're going to do a program with these two very soon. They definitely are. You know, they've planted the seeds for it. It's going to happen. You know, Sheamus, he's kind of leaning towards, like, turning good. He kind of is. But we don't know, like, for sure if that's going to happen. It's like maybe he's, like, he's teasing McIntyre. Maybe they become a tag team a little bit for a while, and then Sheamus turns on him. I mean, who knows, you know, but it's really cool to see these two interact almost every week now. It's been very entertaining. You know, I'm sure if you just saw those two hang out, I'm sure they go out to the bar and fucking party like there's no tomorrow. You already know that right there. And I'm an Irishman right there. You know, we know how, you know, you know how us Irishmen get. You know, Sheamus knows. I'm sure McIntyre knows, even though he's a Scotsman. He knows how the Irish get right there. Believe me, I know. I know how to party. I really do. <laughs> I know, but all seriousness, this was really cool, though. It's really cool to see this every week. It really is. So we get to our next match. It was Retribution versus the Raw Men's Team for Survivor Series. You know, Keith Lee, R- uh, Matt Riddle, Sheamus, and Braun Strowman, AJ Styles. You know, the self-proclaimed captain of Team Raw for the men's side was on commentary we know we saw them all talking backstage and his associate actually talked he's like you could talk he's like i didn't know you could speak english like you never asked i was like that was kind of funny uh but this match was a stinker it was bad i thought maybe it was gonna be good it was bad so they faced retribution you know mustafa ali dominic drakovic uh shane thorne and d'lo madden I mean, I thought it was going to be a good match, in my opinion, you know. Shane Thorne, in my opinion, you get him away. You get all these guys away from this stupid, you know, gimmick. And this, this stupid group right here, they can all be stars. Because Shane Thorne is pretty good. He is good. And we know Dominic Drakovich is a great big man. Same for D'Lo Madden. And Mustafa Ali is one of the most talented wrestlers in that company and throughout the whole world. You get him away from this stupid-ass gimmick, you know, they'll be fine. They're not going to succeed this game. Same with Mia Yim. She's one of the best women's wrestlers in the company. And they're ruining her as well. They are ruining these, these wrestlers. They are. 
Whether you want to believe it or not, nobody likes retribution. They're a dollar store. I saw this. I'm not. I didn't come up with this. I saw this on Facebook. They're a dollar store dark order. That's what they are. That's basically what they are. Their music is fucking terrible. It's so stupid. And, you know, all with the camera cuts they keep doing every time they're there. It's it's annoying. They keep cutting out with the camera, going like this way and that way and that way. Like I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? This group was doomed to begin with, and it's a shame that these. Five great wrestlers had to be part of it. They could seem like all cool about it. Well, they have to, obviously. They have to. I just hope they end it. They end it real soon. I really hope they do. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how they feel about it deep down. These five guys right here, you know. I don't know how Mia feels or Dominic, or D'Lo, or you know Shane and Mustafa. I don't know how they truly feel about this gimmick right here. I'm sure they probably hate it. It's stupid. It's dumb. Nobody likes it. Nobody reacts to them very. Nobody reacts to them in a good way. Even when they win and they beat the men's team for Raw for Survivor Series, they beat them because they were, you know, the men's team just still can't get along. And Mustafa Ali wrapped up Riddle and beat him one, two, three because you know, because you know, Sheamus tagged himself in and Strowman tagged himself in and Riddle tagged himself in. It was a whole clusterfuck. This match. It was just dumb. I mean, I, like, I was pretty impressed with Shane Thorne in this match. You know, he's pretty good. You just, you, you just get him away. You get all these wrestlers away from this stupid-ass gimmick that they've been doing, and they'll be fine. They're just... It's, it's dumb. It's a stupid gimmick. It really is. I'm not going to talk highly of it ever. I'm not. Like I said, I didn't, even, I didn't even talk about their promo that they had before the match. I skipped it. I went right through it. I didn't watch it. I, I, I don't want to watch Retribution at all. I don't. I skip through them all the time. If it's a match, it's a different story. But when they're talking, I skip it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's, it's a stupid fucking gimmick, and I wish it would end already. We'll see what happens, though. Hopefully they end it soon. So next we saw Jeff Hardy backstage after we uh, saw Nikki Cross get interviewed. Looking to find Alexa Bliss, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Jeff Hardy found... Photoshop flyers and, and suspects Elias did it, you know. Elias still wondering who hit him with the car, obviously. And then Jeff Hardy found Elias and he said that he didn't run him over and he grabbed him by the beard and says he will be found guilty of things a lot worse than hitting him with a car if the accusations don't stop. That was awesome from Jeff Hardy right there. That was great acting from Jeff Hardy and Elias, you know, acting afraid right there. That was good. Even though this whole storyline has been very dumb. That was good acting right there, especially on Jeff Hardy's part, especially on Elias' part as well. But seeing Jeff Hardy really get mad right there, I was like, oh, okay, okay, Jeff, all right. I thought, like, he was actually going to really hit him. I was like, oh, shit, maybe he's going to hit him for real. But, you know, it's been a stupid storyline. This storyline's been doomed to begin with as well. Hopefully they just kill it off soon, to be honest. All right, so here's my favorite part, though, of the night, or one of my favorite parts of the night, Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. So this was Fire Funhouse Bray Wyatt, not Fiend Bray Wyatt. This is Fire Funhouse Bray Wyatt. This was a funny fucking match. It was actually not even funny. It was good. I didn't expect it to be a good match in my opinion. But it was a pretty fun match to watch. You know, they had a great match back at TLC last year. And Miz was mentioned before the match. You know, like how a couple months ago you had like a demonic doll in my house to my one-year-old daughter. I'm like, okay, Miz, that wasn't a couple months ago. That was... A whole year ago. It was 11 months ago. That happened back in December. That was a whole year ago, my man. Like, Jesus Christ. 
So the people that write this shit don't know what they're talking about, don't know what fucking happened in the past. I mean, come on. You know, they think we're stupid. I, I pay attention all the time. You know, and... You know, like Miz even said before the match, like, oh, let's just, like, handle this out right here. Let's not have the match, you know. Let's all watch the, the WWE Championship match together. And Alexa Bliss came out and said, he says, no. And then Nikki Cross came out, saying, I want to save you from the Fiend. And Alexa's like, yeah, you're right, you're right. And then she slapped Nikki, and they started brawling. And then Bray Wyatt came out after, like, WWE officials were separating Alexa and Nikki. And we saw Bray Wyatt, like, staring deep at Nikki Cross. And I was like, oh, shit. See right there, they're planting the seeds right there for Nikki Cross to join them. I'm like, yes, 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 absolutely fucking yes. That's what I want to see right there. Alexa and Nikki be together again in the Firefly Funhouse. Yes, yes, absolutely fucking yes. That's what I want to see right there. And this match, like I said, it was overall, it was good. So now we finally get to the match, obviously. Um... Great match, like I said. Bray Wyatt got the win. You know, John Morrison was trying to get involved. Sorry for the voice crack. Excuse me there. You know, like how John Morrison was trying to get involved and fucking. This was like one of the best parts of the match. So like how Morrison like grabbed Wyatt's leg and you know, he was like near the barricade right there and Alexa was like jumped on him. And they went over the fucking barricade into like the front row. I was like, damn. Like she like just like jumped down right from the steel steps. I was like, shit. Like that was whoa. That was really good. And Bray Wyatt eventually got the win. What a match. That was fun. That was... You know, it looked like it was going to be like a comedy, like, goofy kind of match. But it was a fun fucking match. I loved it. It was good. I loved it. It was, my, it was one of my favorite parts. It was one of my favorite parts of the night. Like I mentioned. It was great. I loved it. You know? And then we saw, like, as they were leaving Bray and Alexa. And the way, like, she came, like, out of the barricade. Like, all creepy. Like, I was like... My God, I love these two together. I love them. I love these two together. It's just been... It has been awesome. It has been awesome. Especially seeing Alexa be this way. Let her be a heel the rest of her career. She should not be a babyface. She should stay as a heel. That's how, you know, people People like her more as a heel. As a babyface, she's still good. But as a, as a heel, she's much... Well, actually, no, they're not really heels. Bray and Alexa, they're really not heels. Actually, well, no, they're more in between because Alexa attacking Nikki and Nikki's a baby face. So uh, they are in between. They are in between. And, you know, Alexa attacking John Morrison was a heel. So they're like, they're very in between. The tweeners, which means like, you know, they're in the middle. But, you know, it is what it is. We saw the Fiend actually watching them after the match. So that was, that was pretty cool. I liked it. Great fucking match. I really liked it. And hopefully... Hopefully, you know, in the near future, we'll see Nikki Cross join them. And I think she's going to. I believe she's going to soon. All right, so now officially now for the Raw Women's team now, because Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose and all are on the team, Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans have replaced them. So the Raw Women's team for Survivor Series is officially the Women's Tag Team Champions, Nia the Slob Jacks, and Shayna Baszler, and... Peyton Royce and Lana, Peyton Royce, Lana, and Lacey Evans. And the SmackDown Women's team is Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan. They need two more members to their team, which we'll probably find out on SmackDown. I'm going for the team SmackDown women all the way to win. I'm, I, might, I might not predict them to win, 
But I hope they do fucking win. You know, the only babyface on Team Raw, well, it is Lana. Lana's not a heel. Because she's getting, she's really not a heel when you think of it. She is like a babyface. You know, everyone else on that team is a heel except Lana. But I'm telling you, like I mentioned for like the third time, fourth time now, whatever. And on this episode, but I mentioned before. She's going to be the last woman on that team right there for Raw. And she's going to wind up surviving Team SmackDown right there and wind up beating them. And like I said, then she'll get a Roman's title run in the future. It's going to happen. They'll do it. Don't think Vince McMahon won't do that. He'll definitely do that despite himself. That's what he'll do. That's what he will do. Don't think he won't. All right, so now we get to our main event right here for the WWE Championship. I'm not going to talk about the whole Angel Garza thing where he gave the rose again to the camera person. Like, let the guy fucking wrestle. Not with these stupid fucking backstage segments. Let Angel Garza wrestle. Because you know what? Like I mentioned before, you know what? Now I'm getting into it. He is a young Eddie Guerrero. I used to think Andrade was. No, Angel Garza is a young Eddie Guerrero. Let this kid wrestle. Let this kid fucking wrestle because he's a young Eddie Guerrero. He is. He's bigger than Eddie Guerrero. You know, Eddie Guerrero was, you know, smaller than he was. God rest his soul. But Angel Garza is a young, he is a young Eddie Guerrero. He is. He really is. Let this kid wrestle. Him and Humberto Carrillo could be the next Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio feud-wise. Like, Humberto hasn't been wrestling either now. It's like, where the hell's he been? They're wasting his talent as well. It's like, you're wasting so much talent right here. Like, come on. You have, like, WWE has the best talented roster ever when it comes to talent and the skill in the ring. That's what it comes down to. They have the best in there right now. In the 90s, they didn't have what they have right now. Like Cedric Alexander, like Mustafa Ali, and like Angel Garza, like Humberto Carrillo, and like Aleister Black, and like Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, etc. Like wrestlers who have been high fly and everything and shit like that. They didn't have that back then. They have it now. Gotta use these guys correctly. And they've used some of them correctly. You know, there's most of they haven't. Like Kevin Owens they have, and Sami Zayn they have. But the rest, they haven't. So let this guy fucking wrestle. Enough of these stupid... Backstage segments with the fucking rose and everything. Let the guy wrestle. All right? Thank you. So now we get to the main event for the WWE Championship. Randy Orton, the WWE Champion, taking on Drew McIntyre, the Scottish Warrior. So Drew McIntyre got a special entrance right there where he wore his old ring gear and he had his sword. And he put it down right there on the ramp and your fire came up and that was really cool. That was really cool, though. So now we officially get to the match. It took so long. They were like stalling for this match right here. I was like, come on. Can we start this already? Let's go. You know, during the match right there, Randy Orton actually tried to leave. But Adam Pearce stopped him. And he said that he announces the WWE title match will now be a no count out and no disqualification match right here. So now there's no escape for Randy Orton. There's legit no escape. You have to beat him by pinfall or submission. You cannot escape. So... Now, like, we're officially back to the match right here. This match between McIntyre and Orton was awesome. I think, you know what? I'm going to say this right now. This was their best match that they've ever had. Their match at SummerSlam, eh, I want to forget about that match. That match sucked. Their match at Clash Champions, I actually didn't watch that match. Hell in a Cell, their match, was, their match was good at Hell in a Cell. But this match here on Raw was awesome. A great fucking main event. It was brutal. I fucking loved it. You know, Randy Orton's back was bleeding after he went through the table. 
when Drew McIntyre like slapped his hand right there, like Orton was falling on the apron, and McIntyre slapped his hand and went right to the table. Um, it was a brutal match. It really was, especially the spots every time like fucking Orton was throwing McIntyre onto the announce table. It didn't break. I was like waiting for it to break, but it never did. But it was a brutal, it was a brutal, brutal match. Especially Orton doing the vintage DDT off the announce table and then doing it again in the ring. It was good. And then him going for the RKO and then Drew McIntyre on the fourth opportunity going for a Claymore. He finally connected and hit Randy Orton. One, two, three. So Drew McIntyre is now a two-time WWE champion. He should have never lost the title to begin with. I've thought about that now. Randy Orton should have never won the title. Back at Hell and Soul. Should have never happened. I get what people are saying about it now. Like, oh, they just wanted Orton to, like, get closer to Flair and Cena. Because, you know, John Cena and Ric Flair are tied at 16 for the most world title reigns. You know, I get that. But, but fucking, there was no need to make Orton champion. I know why the main roster was confused by it. They're like, why did you give the belt to Orton for? I don't think Orton's. I don't think he's ever going to win the title again because his last two reigns right now have been bad. They've done absolutely nothing with him. They made no sense. They made no sense too. They really just didn't make any sense. Orton really doesn't need any more titles. He doesn't. He, you know, the guy's a Hall of Famer already. You know, just end it right there with him with him getting titles. That's it. But overall, this match was fucking awesome right here. McIntyre should just never lost the title. It made no sense. Why would he just... Why? Why? They, they booked Survivor Series pretty bad. Let me just be honest right there. People were saying they booked full gear bad for AEW. I'm like, what? Survivor Series has been booked like dog shit. Because now we're officially getting McIntyre and Reigns at Survivor Series. I'm like, all right, cool. That's the match that I wanted to see anyway. I wouldn't mind seeing Orton and Reigns. You know, it would have been, been okay. But... They've booked it so horribly. They really have. It's been all over the place with this booking for Survivor Series. It's been all over the fucking place. That's what it's been. It's the truth. But overall, guys, I'm happy Drew McIntyre is now a two-time WWE champion. Thank you, Lord. Should have never lost to begin with, like I mentioned. But now he's a champion. Hopefully he holds it till like, WrestleMania. Like, hopefully there's somebody who's worthy to take the title off him. Now maybe we can see a program between him and Sheamus. It's like, all right, here we go again now. Drew's champion again. But the funny thing is, on Sunday Survivor Series, it's November 22nd. That's the day Miz cashed in to become WWE champion 10 years ago on that date. So it's possible the Miz can still cash in. I actually would be pretty pissed if Miz does that. Because it would be different with Randy because at least Randy would held the title for a couple weeks. If you do it to Drew, that's like, what, a few days being champion? That, that, come on. No, don't even do that. But overall, guys, Raw fucking sucked. It was horrible. It was bad. But there were some bright spots to the show, like I mentioned. This was definitely the brightest spot of the show, and I fucking loved it. So I'm happy Drew McIntyre is once again the WWE champion. He should have never lost it at all. Should have just kept the title on him. Should have never lost that belt. Never should have. It was a bad idea to do that in the first place. But all right, guys. Hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. I will talk to you guys. Pretty soon, because, you know, I'm still waiting on the Nets and James Harden trade. I've been waiting on that. Tomorrow morning is scheduled. I'm going to do my NFL Week 11 of the 2020 season prediction. So, barring any other sports news, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning, all right? Talk to you then.